Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Ladies and gentlemen, there are many cultural creations in America, but only five that are uniquely American cultural creations. These are the banjo, jazz, the mystery story, as invented by Edgar Allan Poe, comic books, and white guy karate movies. We watched, What about Saddam's WMDs? Uh, those are uh, Iraqi. Anyway, King of the Kickboxers, a uh, movie from 1990, and uh, it is a masterpiece. If you haven't seen this movie... Go out, find it, buy this one on 4K if it's available, uh, or or just watch it on YouTube like we did. Or do of that. Course. It's that's not as much fun. So you really want? I disagree because it's in 4.3. You, you want to get the highest quality here. You want to see every single pore on False. their faces. I disagree. <laughs> Actually, maybe get the VHS. Is... So I want like a dusty VHS of this somewhere. When I googled this and I pulled up on Wikipedia and said King of the Kickboxers, also known as Karate Tiger 5 and No Retreat No Surrender 4 My toes curled <laughs> Bit my lip it's, I, I truly love that I discovered all of this when I first watched it a year ago but it's been long enough that we all forgot about it so we can all discover it again for the second time If they ever show this at the Alamo, I am renting out the theater just, I, I think it'll be just us, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be grabbing people by the lapels and shoving them into seats. It'll be, it'll be like when we went to go watch the shitty Scott Atkins movie. Oh, oh. Okay, so No Retreat, No Surrender is Karate Tiger, but then Karate Tiger has its own sequels. Yes. Is this is this to be understood? I have not seen Karate Tiger 2, so uh, I, I, I guess that's like uh, that's like the, the no, no Retreat, No Surrender multiverse. I understood there would be a Karate Tiger. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> All right, More people will come if we tell them we have Karate and Tigers. <laughs> All right, well, before we get into Karate Tiger 5, a.k.a. No, no Retreat, No Surrender 4, Parker, do we have any news? Oh, my God, I'm sorry. I just learned that uh, Karate Tiger 2 is, in fact, No Retreat, No Surrender 2. But Karate Tiger 3 is just Kickboxer with Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> So sick, dude. We need to diagram this. This, this. this is the best thing I've ever seen. Uh, first bit of news is uh, uh, it's more of a personal announcement. I would just like to say, guys, uh, bought my first Hawaiian shirt for the summer. We yeah. our flag. We we're going there. For we it. go. Atta boy. Big fat moron season. We're gonna bulk up, and we're staying loose. Yes. Um, boy, I have a lot of news, and none of it's movie related. Because <laughs> when I sat down on my break today and opened my phone, it was <laughs> greeted with Bill Simmons being bombarded <laughs> by the media <laughs> for making fun of Megan and Harry. <laughs> I really took precedence. I just want to say Megan Markle is my hero of the week, just for finding the ultimate grip. She didn't even ask people questions. 
<laughs> Hearing that that she had some fucking intern ask the questions and then they digitally put her voice in over it, unbelievable. Dude. I mean, can you imagine honestly. you're Serena Williams, you walk into the studio and it's someone dressed up as Space Ghost asking her questions. <laughs> <laughs> can you could you fucking imagine being a member of the royal family and seeing somebody who's so good at being completely useless and being like, nah, she's not one of us. That's why they sent all those goons after her in New York for that high speed chase. <laughs> seeing Bill Simmons' stupid face with Spotify executive lashes out her ex-royal family and he's just like in an airport looking confused. <laughs> it's so cool. What a dumb timeline. Like at at favorite things. 50 million dollars? Who she think she is? Chelsea Clinton? <laughs> you know he's just like walking around fucking with the trade machine trying to like blow up the Celtics. <laughs> uh, excuse me, excuse me, sir. Excuse me. <laughs> I just don't want to come off like a nonce, you know? You see, what bothers me is we can't get a, a M on this show because we can't tell if it's her or an intern. Oh my god, can we... Uh, no, we could definitely use some sort of, you know, bullshit AI out there to just put Meghan Markle's voice on our show. We have to th- cut this. We- we're doing this. Actually, that's technically... <laughs> we're, put, we're putting her in the show. Believe it or not, Alex, it's... <laughs> It is, yeah, I got uh, it. It's working. Parker and Alex, it is very interesting you say that. Uh, voice by the little thing I used to do, all those neat sound effects, just came out with an update that says uh, they came out with 21 new real-time AI voices. I think one of the pictures on here, I think that's Hunter Biden. So, Hell yes, dude. <laughs> let's see. They have... Oh, I, these are these seem kind of generic. All right, look. If I can find one that sounds like... that. I will do this. Look, I have agreed to pay for dumber things this week if we have to get our wallets out. No, no, Somebody no. found out that there's uh, there's two British guys that'll do a uh, custom podcast for your fantasy football league, so now we're pooling our money to have them make fun of Joel's team. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really good, actually. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, uh, so that's that's all the news we that's all the news that's fit to podcast about. <laughs> well, uh, keep I mean, it coming, buddy. Oh fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Originally my jerk of the week was gonna be all about that sweet Craven the Hunter trailer. <laughs> and then I watched it and I saw Russell Crowe. I was like, that looks pretty sick. Dude, is like, that not the same accent weekend? that he's doing from the fucking uh Pub's Exorcist? I he's uh, he's like Austin Butler, he just got stuck like that. Yeah. <laughs> Because we're like, who is this? Bit by a lion? That's not his. Oh, hang on. No, I'm seeing this. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <I'll be> <laughs> <laughs> That's the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Cannot wait. He is the Don the Dragon Wilson of being fat. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Try and parse that at home. <laughs> I dare you. I There's no one else who carries his weight just the right way. And again, the, the accent. <laughs> it's a good fat guy accent. You know, too. no, no, I, I see it. I see yeah, it. So I, I, he's, he's cooking. He's cooking. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, a big shout out to the last three years of every executive saying, look, guys, we know everything going on with Ezra Miller is really fucked up. But this movie is so good. We just have to release it and then making less than Black Adam. It's so cool, dude. I cannot wait yeah. for one of my friends to see it. <laughs> it's not me. It could be anybody. Okay, well. Uh, Alex, did you have a jerk of the week or hero of the week? 
Oh, are, are we in that now? I thought yeah, we were we talking kinda, about news. Yeah, we kind of went all over. Parker just said his. Uh, I, I have, uh, I will let you decide, Jerker Hero. Okay. Um, uh, so I spent my entire day yesterday at a Korean spa, which uh, was fantastic because they just let you wander around for like 16 hours if you want. Uh, it's fucking great. I love it. But, uh, you know, I get there. I go into the... Uh, the men's no clothing allowed bathhouse as because you know i love having my wiener out yeah. uh have myself a nice sit in the sauna and then some old korean guy comes in and i guess he decided that he wanted to sauna mog me by staying in longer than i was mm-hmm. so my man is like holding on to the ledges grunting while i'm just like chilling and then my alarm went off saying i'd been in there 10 minutes so i just got up and left and this man's just like holding the window shaking going Arr! And uh, uh, I don't know if that makes him a jerk or a hero, but uh, uh, I was uh, was pretty impressed by his uh, fortitude, I guess. I don't know. Sounds like he won. He was was fighting for his whole country. He saw this (laughs) little white kid in his little ding-dong hand. He's like, no, not today. You will not come into my land. Good for him. Mm -hmm. Um, Boy, uh, it's flip-flop back and forth because at first... uh, he was my hero of the week, and of course, I'm referring to the, to the uh, stepson of the billionaire who's like, "Damn, Dad, that's crazy! I gotta see Blink 182 tonight." <laughs> and then, uh, like a day later, it's like, actually, he's like a complete sex pest weirdo who keeps threatening to shoot up EDM shows. You're like, "Oh, fuck! Yeah, this guy's crazy." <laughs> but also, yeah, I mean, it's fifty-fifty. Who's to say? It's really funny. You should be like, "Damn, Dad, hope you're okay." I'm at the merch table for Blink-182. <laughs> and to be fair, like, what's he supposed to do? Fucking put on his scuba suit and go look for him? Like, no, nah, he's dead. Yeah, yeah. Also, it's his stepdad. Does he give a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really laughed uh, when I saw the uh, the side-by-side of him tweeting, please keep me in your prayers, and then 15 minutes later, <laughs> uh, fucking responding to a horny selfie with yes, please. <laughs> Parker I just don't think I should right be alone though. tonight. Hey, do you guys think they're going to play Carousel? <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> Parker is right. That dude is a fucking creep. He he, he uh, is a monster. There was, I don't remember what I, I know her initials are AW, and she's, what, a DJ or something like that? He he wasn't just stalking this one. He was sending her, like, really threatening tweets, saying that he was, like, going to kill her and shit. And you look up his most recent tweets, he's still thirsting over her. He's still saying, oh, wow, you look so beautiful, baby, and shit like that. Fucking insane. Anyway, I keep thinking about that one tweet that said uh, the $250,000 they spent at the sunk cost fallacy. <laughs> <laughs> really, just a huge three days for pun Twitter. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. This is why you always pay for the return trip. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's get to what we watched recently. <laughs> I've got a whole bunch. These are actually, uh, some of them are kind of good. Well, uh, I, <laughs> I'm getting ready for one of us to watch The Flash. Hopefully it won't be me, but if it is, I rewatched the Michael Keaton Batman movies, uh, Batman 1989 and Batman Returns. They're really good. They they really hold up. Everyone is doing their best. It's not just uh, the actors, although they're obviously on top of the game. Tim Burton is doing some of the best work he's ever done, but it's the production design. It just looks so good. And uh, it's especially fun to see this knowing that the most recent Batman that came before this was the 66 show and how hard they tried to get away from it. And it was still a massive, massive hit. And uh, this is back when uh, 
I mean, it's, it always seems that, like, when a Batman movie comes out, it's one of the biggest things in the world. And that's kind of interesting to see, even when it sucks dick. But uh, but these were really good. And these hold up, and I really like that. And I liked it so much, I was like, you know what? These were direct inspirations for the Batman animated TV show. Been rewatching that. Uh, it still holds up as one of the best shows ever made. They need to go back, and they need to give my boy Harvey Bullock more screen time. He's fucking hilarious. He is uh, another, just an all-time fat guy. I, I love every single scene that he's in. Let's see, what else did I watch? Anything that was good on here? Hey, if you get the Flash, will you also prep for that by rewatching Man of Steel? <laughs> I, you know, do I have that one logged? I don't hey, know. Oh, hey, yeah, I do. Russell, yeah, Russell Crowe, throwing that out there. You know. He's part, he's part of the multiverse. <laughs> uh, thank you. Does this mean it's also part of the Dark Universe? Our first I crossover? See, I, I don't see any reason why it couldn't be. I could see. I don't know which reasons. one benefits less from that, honestly. Yeah. All right, uh, these next two are. This is going to sound like oh, Chris is back on his bullshit again. So strap in. Uh, two movies from 1933. They're in black and white. Oh, brother. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I I might. I didn't think that sounded like your bullshit at all. Oh. Well, here's the thing. Uh, they both star Mae West. It's called uh, "She Done Him Wrong" and "I'm No Angel." Uh, Mae West was an actress who, uh, back in the 1930s, I guess she was the first sexy woman who ever lived. And as such, she was fairly controversial in her day. Before this, I had only seen uh, one movie from her. It was like one of the most infamously bad movies ever made called Sextet. It came out when she was like 80 years old and she's still trying to do like sex puns and stuff. And yeah, it's not good, but it's also not the worst thing I've ever seen. These movies are a lot better. It, I, I might write something about this. I've been thinking about doing that, but uh, just to give you like a rundown, uh, back in like the 20s, Mae West was writing a whole bunch of plays, and she was writing about what she knew, which was sex. She put in sex jokes in there. And back in the 20s, her stuff is extremely tame by today's standards. We'll give an example of that in a second. But back in the 20s, she was getting her plays shut down. She was arrested for obscenity all the time. She was, she was like, okay, why not do it even bigger and go to uh, Hollywood and make a movie out of it? And she did. And she was doing all the writing for this. She wrote all the dialogue. She even wrote the music and everything. She was doing the casting, which is why she gets to act opposite Cary Grant. Uh, and you know what? These are actually pretty good. Some of the one-liners are actually kind of funny. And I like the fact that she was willing to push boundaries. And the fact is, uh, she done him wrong was so controversial in its day that this is what led to uh, the Legion of Decency or whatever. Uh, <laughs> now you might say oh what dirty jokes did she have well <laughs> do you think Brainiac can ask pants in the Legion of Decency <laughs> mate you made him <laughs> god I really hope I don't have to watch Legion of Decency <laughs> what about Chastity Belt <laughs> I demand more jokes! <laughs> I almost said something else, but I decided I will keep it you. That's the reason I kept it quiet. <laughs> we, we, I'm not going to say that. Okay, I was going to do one of the Chitara ones or whatever. Uh, I, <laughs> sorry. No, no I, I'm not going to say that on here. Something about right, yeah. she just Chitara out of nowhere. Yeah, really exactly, me. yeah. Was it, oh, like, I, man, wait, what, are we, what are we doing with our lives, guys? <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I don't know, is it Chitara? Ch- who cares? Anyway, uh, one of the central lines in She Done Him Wrong, one of the most famous lines from Mae West, which for the longest I have, I've known about this one for a while, and I never understood why it was popular. Uh, she says to Cary Grant, uh, why don't you come up and see me sometime? I didn't know what that was supposed to mean, and seeing it out of context, uh, I was like, what the fuck is that? Watching the movie, I understand. You have to convert from 1933 to uh, today. I'm not going to play the time machine music, but basically what she's saying is, why don't you come on my face, big boy? I'm like, oh, all right. Because I guess she's playing like a call girl or something like that. I will say that it's sex positive in a way that I kind of like. It's not the male feminist kind of sex positive way, but it's more like sex sex positive on her terms. There's a climactic scene. That I like how these movies, they always seem to end in like a courtroom scene where they're judging her morality. And they string out all her previous lovers and line it up in front of her like she's supposed to be ashamed of it. And she's like, no, you see all this jewelry I got? Come on, what the fuck do I care? And I'm getting Cary Grant at the end of this picture. It's not a big deal. So uh, these are okay. I don't know if they're going to have any appeal these days, but uh, I kind of think Mae West is an American hero. So that's my thesis. And, uh, oh, this is going to lead into something good here. Uh... I went to the movie theater, and I was perhaps the only person on planet Earth who watched Elemental, the new Pixar movie. Uh, oh, brother. Yeah. El- so we've been talking about how The Flash had like a disastrous opening. No one's watching it for a variety of reasons. Elemental's opening was so much worse. Apparently, it would, I think the latest number I heard was $25 million opening. That's the worst Pixar opening by like a lot. And people have thrown out a lot of reasons Lightyear was a bit of a dud, and people are like, oh, maybe I just shouldn't watch this. I think a better reason, or a more likely reason that it's not making any money is because, what is it, the the previous three before that just went directly to streaming, so people are like, oh, I'll just watch it at home, and uh, I can That's the only reason I saw any of them. Right, exactly. Because I just opened Disney Plus, it's like, hey, here's a new movie, it's like, well, alright, sure, that'll... That'll get some quiet in this house for about two hours. Let's get it. Now, my initial thoughts were, wow, Elemental is better than the most recent Pixar movies that I've seen. But then I realized I haven't watched a whole lot of the Pixar movies. I think I listed them for you guys earlier, but like, I didn't see Cars 3. I didn't see Turning Red. I didn't see, I, I guess in Canto's. You like Turning Red. Yeah. Turning I, Red everyone, everyone says Turning Red is pretty good, so I might want to see that at some point. But uh, Elemental was one of the ones where when I first saw the teaser, I really liked it. What I emphasize it was a teaser, like that little. I don't think he had any dialogue, but just showed a bunch of people, uh, and they're represented as elements. And at one point, a girl and a boy they they make this little connection, and I was like, I'm kind of curious about that. I want to see this. And uh, the trailer, which I saw numerous times, I don't know why they kept playing it at the Alamo, uh, is not very good. It's kind of annoying. It's none of the jokes are any good. It gives away a little too much, and yet it has nothing to do with uh, most of the story. If you watch the trailer, you'd be shocked how many scenes that are in the trailer don't actually happen in the movie. Uh, but what Elemental is, is basically an immigrant story told in, like, a romance. It's kind of like uh, a star-crossed lover sort of thing here. The basic idea is it all takes place in Element City, which is New York City. Uh, the people are represented by the four elements of Earth, Air, uh, Water, and Fire. The first two, might as well forget about them. They're barely in the movie. It's mostly about water and fire people. Uh, Some of the jokes are okay. Some of them just don't work very well. I really like the way this looks. It doesn't look as good as Across the Spider-Verse, but what does? It's another one of those movies where you can tell everyone who worked on it put in a lot of really hard work. 
I like the characters, with the exception of Wade, the water guy. Here's what, I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer for Elemental. Turns out Wade's personality trait is that he's constantly crying. He cries more than Nick Sirianni <laughs> and David Wilson put together. <laughs> it is astonishing. All right. Cross the David Wilson joke off my list. Right? Yeah, exactly. It is uh, a bit much. In fact, uh, I'm going to... I won't, I, all right, I won't give it away because, you know, who knows? Maybe someone will want to say this at some point, but uh, I kind of wanted him to get killed off <laughs> at some point. I would have been like, you know, it would have been like a tragic ending, but yet she learns how to carry on and I don't have to listen to him cry all the time. <laughs> <laughs> He's just an element sitting 9 11 at the end. Yeah. Uh, actually, <laughs> kind of close. I'm not going to give it away. But uh, let's see. I really like the the main character who's uh, the fire. She. Her race is called the Fireish. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, it's that's I, pretty good. I'm not happy yeah, that's actually, laugh, but I did. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. So what role did the alcoholism play in their relationship? <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I, I, Sorry, I, I've tried to get you to spoiler it so badly. Here's, here's my thing. is I, I do like the romance here. I think the romance is fairly well done because... Uh, it takes time to get into it. it. It's not like one of those things where he wins her at the end. I hate it when movies do that. Like, you get the girl at the end. Like, she's a prize or something. <clears throat> what I do like is that they establish that they are in a relationship. And it is fraught at some point, And they have to work some things out. And uh, you want to see these people end up together. I, I think that's very well done. This is not flawless. There are things in the background. Like, they really don't go into enough detail about Element City uh, for, for my likes. Uh, there are maybe like three uh, background characters who speak in lines that I actually cared about. Uh, one final thing here. By the way, this does get a recommendation. I do think people should go and see this. Uh, it's not perfect, but uh, what is? Besides Across the Spider-Verse, obviously. Uh, there are some people who are saying that no one wants to see Elemental because it is woke. Let's do away with the fact that the word woke is meaningless. It doesn't actually have a definition. Uh but this is a boy-girl romance. It's, it's, it, and there are no like. It, it isn't obvious what uh, what each element represents for what race. You know, it's not like Irish people or black people or anything. You know, it's just, you know, fill in uh, your own thing here. There is some discussion of like bigotry here, but this is the sort of stuff that anyone could sign on with. Uh, I will say there was a funny thing where apparently someone said that they voiced one of the uh, water people in this movie and they said yeah the first non-binary character in disney pixar history this character has one line and there is no immediate way that you can tell that this person is non-binary i will say to their credit that this person doesn't have a name and no one says he or she when referring to this character so i guess yeah technically non-binary <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they have one line and it's not telling you that they're non-binary? Correct. That doesn't yeah, sound like I, any non-binary people I know. Also correct, yeah, <laughs> but still. Holy shit. Uh, again, this does get a recommendation, uh, and I, your mileage may vary, but I actually think this one's pretty good. Uh, all right, I've already gone too long. Alex, what'd you watch? Oh, wait, uh, one, more thing, right. one more thing, one more thing. Okay. This is, this is really brief. Uh, just Alex, you might be interested in this. Uh, because Oppenheimer's coming out and I'm really amped up for it, I got the book that it's more or less based on, uh, American Prometheus, the uh, triumph and tragedy of, Robert, of J. Robert Oppenheimer. It's really good so far. Uh, it's very interesting stuff and uh, pretty stuff. I don't know. Have you heard of that book? Have you read it? Listen to it? I have. Yeah. Uh, also, Parker, do you want to be the guy that says American Bob or should I? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. I was levitating <laughs> off my seat. Like, no, he sounds serious about this. Uh, 
Um, but no, I, I haven't read that book specifically. Yeah. I have read an Oppenheimer book several years ago that I can't remember the title of, but I'm familiar with that one. I haven't read it. Yeah. Well, this one's pretty good so far. Anyway, uh, what'd you watch? Uh, I actually have several to talk about this week. Uh, hey, Parker, <laughs> you got anything to say about Influencer? Uh, not really. <laughs> it took me a second to register yeah. that I watched it. Yeah. Uh, so that's a movie where it came on and I'm like, I'm going to hate this, aren't I? And then there's like 30 minutes where you're like, wait a minute. Is this a movie about a serial killer killering influencers? Because like, I'm kind of in on that. And then it ends up not being that. And uh, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, back to where we started. All right, cool. Oh, that's fine. Oh, she's alive on the island? Hi. I kind of forgot about oh. her. I don't really care. Well, one of the dumbest endings in a movie I've seen in like the last year like it's fucking real. terrible yeah I watched that one three weeks ago and I never mentioned it yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not very good. there's a reason yeah. it's whatever yeah. Left no impression correct uh, so I went back and watched a movie again that I haven't seen in I don't know probably 20 years if not more called Gremlins uh Wow, I uh, I forgot how good that movie is. Probably because the last time I saw it, I was like ten and couldn't appreciate most of the things that make it as extremely enjoyable to watch as it is. That's I you I remembered it was a Christmas movie just because I remember certain parts of it that could only have taken place at Christmas. I forgot what a good Christmas movie it is, rather than just a movie that takes place at Christmas. Not to you know open that debate for seventy IQs about Die Hard again, but uh, um. All the best parts of the movie are the gremlins doing bits, which are all the parts that I couldn't remember, but are fucking fantastic. When they're in the uh, bar together. And when, they're, when they're fucking playing poker in that bar, like, I, I was losing it. Like, I... Again, I, I had, like, mostly positive feelings about this, like, the memory of this movie, although I will say I saw it when I was so young that the extremely funny part where uh, Phoebe Cates is talking about her dad dying in the chimney with the, I forget what her one-liner is at the end, but it's an absolute killer. And uh, we were watching on Max with commercials and a commercial played the second she delivered the line and it just made it even funnier. <laughs> uh, but uh, the last time I saw this movie, that scene made me sad. No, I believe someone that. Died. Yeah, I feel like, I was kind of curious about that. Like, what was your reaction when you were 10? Were you like scared by it or you think it was a bit much with the violence? Uh, so the I don't remember having negative feelings about any of the gremlins parts, but uh, kid me was just like had no idea how to process death. So anytime right. there was like somebody telling like a sad saccharine story, even for a joke about someone dying, it would just have like a profound effect on me because I didn't know really you know how existing worked because I was like fucking ten. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, no, I'm really glad that I went back and revisited that one. Did you uh, watch the sequel? That's what I want. So I, I I'm getting to that. Oh yes. <laughs> Because I had never seen the sequel before. I literally didn't know there was a sequel oh. until it was for, like, you know, you guys talking about it. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys are going to have to explain to me why you think this is better than the first one. Because okay. I don't get it. I, uh, uh, I'll let you go first. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll do the best I can here. Uh, I think that it is a lot funnier than the first one. And I, I like Gremlins for the humor more than... Uh, some people call uh, Gremlins more of a horror than a comedy. I, I don't understand this. Those people are idiots. Yeah, that's, as a horror expert, I would know. Uh, but yeah, I think it's far more of a comedy, and I think the second one is a lot funnier, uh, in my opinion. I think it's just 
constantly uh, doing bits. It feels like Joe Dante is just trying to throw as many jokes as he possibly can, and uh, that works for me. I like that uh, they actually continued the romance from the first movie instead of having them break up and have to get back together, or or she's just not in the movie. Uh, I like that they, they kind of make fun of themselves. Phoebe Cates retells the story from the first one, and they're kind of making fun of it. Uh, they just drag her off screen before she can finish talking. Uh, I... Uh, I don't know. I think uh, having more gremlins doing bits is a positive thing. I guess, Parker, you can go. I mean, what really works for me is knowing the outside influence that he desperately did not want to make a sequel, and they hounded him for years and years, and he finally just threw his hands up and made an absolute nightmare that makes no sense that no child would enjoy. That works for me. You no, know, you see that. I enjoy but, uh, making movies out of spite. Yeah. You say that, but when my brother saw this as a kid, he thought it was like the best movie ever. I can't remember what came out, but I feel like something came out in between, and it bombed. From, uh, me. Joe like, Fine, I'll make your. F- yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Like, yeah. God, let me see here. I don't remember. They made something, and it bombed. And he just kind of threw his hands up, and be like, "All right, you want your fucking gremlins too? All right." Here's nothing anyone would like from the first one. I also like the third wall break where they uh, the gremlins do shadow puppets on the thing because it's actually seeing that in a theater really helped. Yeah, I, I, I will say I did like that. There are parts of this that I liked. I think this, to me, it, it's it's very much a mixed bag. There are parts that I really enjoy, and there are parts that I'm just like, well, that's fucking stupid. Can we get to the next bit and hope that one's funny? Because, uh, like you said, it's just a lot of bits. This movie feels like, and this is going to sound like a compliment to you, even though I mean it definitely as a slight, this movie just feels so fucking Looney Tunes to me. Like, it's, I, I don't want that in this format. Like, say nothing. I'm not, you know, precious about Gremlins as a fucking IP. I don't care that, you know, oh, no, I wanted Gremlins to be this other thing. Like, it's fucking meaningless to me. But uh, I I just, it feels so slapstick. And you mentioned bringing back the characters from the first one and continuing the romance. I would like that more if these even felt remotely like the same characters that were in the first one. It's the same actors. I can see that. But they have different personalities completely like and again there are bits about this that work i mean i think probably my favorite part of the first one other than you know the extended bit sequence for the gremlins is just the running gag about the dad being a shitty inventor and just having (laughs) inventions just break constantly like that's great and they get the magic of that with the just what if the gremlins drank random potions in the lab like i love that that's awesome but like all right I'm probably going to hurt your feelings with this one. The Hulk Hogan thing doesn't work in the slightest for me. Oh, and there's a lot. There's a lot like that. But so, I, Parker, to what you said about the influence behind this movie, I knew all of that, and that context does help explain a lot of the choices. But also, I'm not of the opinion that I should have to read about the history of a fucking movie to enjoy it, and that's kind of what I have to do here. Like, I get. And it's like, oh, this is, you know, making fun of consumerism and sequels and blah, blah, blah. But also, if you just take it at face value, it's just another, it's like, hey, what if we put the bat signal in here? Hey, you guys seen Rambo? Hey, you know who Hulk Hogan is? And, like, I get that it's supposed to be tongue-in-cheek. But every time I see this in a movie, I hate it. And I've now seen 20 years of movies that are doing that unironically. So I see it here, and... You can say, no, 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 it was before that. He's making fun of this. But on some level, that's just a joke's on you. I was only pretending to be retarded. So I I just, I don't, it doesn't work for me. 
It really does. I think I understand. What if I just want to fuck the lady gremlin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's a good reason to give it an extra star. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> a little with her. You know, the, I, uh, I'm glad that they didn't get her a speaking voice, because that, that would have been another main thing. <laughs> I will say, uh, Alex, uh, very perceptive. It is, in fact, intended to be very Looney Tunes. And if that's not for you, then... Uh, it's not for you, you know. It's, yeah. it's whatever. I, it, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Like I, I would have liked a little bit more structure, mm-hmm. but that's because the movie is ninety percent just like slapstick visual gags. I th- I, it's I dial that back a tiny bit, and we're good. It's just the the ratio's off. I think what I like about the slapstick is the fact that these are you know real physical models you know if this is cgi and they were doing slapstick it just wouldn't have any effect on me but the fact that they actually got to like kick these things around and do a whole bunch of shit with them uh that i i happen to like quite a bit uh, as far as the hulk hogan thing not working for you i think I'm, I'm trying to figure out why i like it i think maybe it's not just nostalgia but it's kind of like an offshoot of nostalgia is that this feels very 90s in a way that uh i kind of appreciate i kind of look at this and be like I hope that people in the 90s like this as much as my brother did. I don't know if they did. Uh, I, I don't talk to a lot of people I knew from the 90s. <laughs> but uh, I, I kind of like this as a cultural artifact of like, this is what the 90s looked like in some capacity. Yeah, and I think it definitely has value there. I like the practicality of it, although I don't really understand why they made the gizmo puppet look more smooth. I kind of liked how janky and stupid it looked in the first one, oh. <laughs> and I, I dislike this gizmo much more than I dislike original gizmo. Well, not to say that I dislike yeah. him in the first one, but uh, yeah. I, 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 I do like all his bits where he's trying to train, though. But that's uh, that's a solid running gag. I like that. I will say um, this, this is not a defense. Uh, this is another one of those stupid background things where you, you actually don't have to read about this, but the gizmo puppet in the first movie was really difficult to work with. It kept falling apart. It didn't really like stand up well. And the puppeteers who had to work with it fucking hated that stupid little thing so i think of the sequel they they kind of fixed him up a bit so he was a bit more cooperative so to speak there, there's actually i think there's a scene in the first movie where the gremlins are trying to kill gizmo and that was everyone's favorite scene because they're like fuck this stupid doll we're sick and tired of this puppet not working <laughs> parker wait uh parker fact check me on this as my assistant horror expert uh is wasn't the original idea for the gremlins like they were trying to get like uh dogs and like dress them up as like the gremlins yes. or yeah. <laughs> and apparently it looked fucking horrible. That's kind of dope, though. I like oh, that. I just imagine working with Gizmos like working with Marlon Brando, and they all just fucking hate him. <laughs> Miserable, fat little monster. Uh, I, I, I do like, 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 as I mentioned, I like the bits with the lab. I like the fact that, you know, we get Gremlin with wings and Electricity Gremlin and Rick and Morty Watcher Gremlin. Like, they're, they're, it's, it's good to have that. Um, and I think that when we're getting that stuff, it's generally pretty good. What I don't like about the lab scenes is fucking Christopher Lee. I think I've literally I, only seen this movie once. I just yeah. looked. I was like, why did I rate this higher? Because I watch Gremlins around Christmas time every year. I've seen this one I, once. I, I do think this yeah. is that coming back. really fucking yeah. high. I, I will say, I, I do... Th- I'll get to Chris for a second. I, I do think it's coming back around that Gremlins is considered the classic and uh, the new batch is considered the... Oh, yeah, and the other one. I I guess I will hold the position as a new batch door. But as for Christopher Lee... I'm, I don't. I don't. Re- I barely right. remember oh, him. Me, uh, I don't have uh, any strong feelings. Go ahead, tell me about him. It's okay. So there's this thing that really, really fucking bugs me. Anytime I watch any movie from this era that is, you know, 
intended for like a family or general audience and it's there's always a fucking and i you're gonna laugh when i say this because it's me saying it but there's always a fucking guy doing like an over-the-top monty python ass british accent in all of these fucking movies they always just throw one in there and it's just so grating and so annoying and this is like the hundredth version of this stupid character i've seen but yet you know you, you talk to people at this movie and they're like oh i love these things not you guys obviously but like other people they're like oh yeah i love that christopher lee's in there he's such a funny guy it's like this character sucks. He's just the lab guy that yells. Like, just fuck this. Yeah, I, I don't even this. think he tells any jokes in the movie. I think this is another one of those things that horror people do. And, uh, which, by the way, the idea of someone calling Gremlins 2 a horror movie, that's too absurd even for the horror community. <laughs> I would know I'm their king. But I think they just, like, Christopher Lee full stop. They're just like, oh, exactly. and Christopher Lee. That's the same thing that they do with, like, uh... uh Stanley in the Marvel movies. Uh, that 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 would be Jesus. one. Robert England will show up in some of these yeah. people nutting their pants for six <laughs> months about it. Uh, yeah. Dude would show up to this podcast tomorrow. Yeah. Like, it's not a big deal. Guys. Who's that one guy who was in all those movies with Christopher Lee? Peter Cushing? Yeah, Peter Cushing. Yeah. Whatever he's a Oh, how could you not like Peter Cushing? Because he rapes people in this movie. <laughs> Come on. Because he's in 95 <laughs> movies. There's probably some bad ones. Exactly, yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's the thing. Is I, Alex, I 100% agree with you. Do they just say... This actor's in it. That is no defense, you know, that because sometimes that actor does bad work, and sometimes he plays a character that really doesn't add much to the movie. I, I'll sign on with that. I, there isn't really a need for Christopher Lee to be in here besides the fact that I guess Joe Dante is one of those guys who's like, hey, Christopher Lee still alive somehow. I liked watching when I was a kid. Will you be in my movie? <laughs> He's not. He's not. Talk to a puppet. He wasn't exactly working a lot at this time. So this is between. I will give you money. Do you want money? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you know the other thing. I think I mentioned this is one of the best experiences of my life was uh, taking my sister to the Elmo to watch Gremlins one and two back to back. I think it was the last time I saw her have a genuine smile on her face. So uh, it was years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing at that. Um, yeah, like, I, I think this is fine. This is like a three, three and a half star movie to me. It's just, I watched, having watched it, like, the day after watching the first one, I, I was just very, very surprised that it seems to be, at least in the circles that I run in, that people do seem to massively prefer Gremlins 2 to Gremlins 1. When I said I was watching Gremlins 1, there were multiple people that were like, oh, are you going to watch 2 next? That would like, have been me. That seems to be, yeah, that seems to be a thing, and I... I just, I was surprised more than anything. I understand exactly why you would like it, Chris. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that e- dismissively in the slightest. Mm-hmm. You love that Looney Tunes shit. You've been watching all the old yeah. racist ones for how long See, that's now? the biggest it problem makes... with Gremlins, too, is they don't have enough of the racist characters. Yeah. <laughs> they had Bosco. You know, like a very yeah, special yeah. potion. <laughs> if, they had, that microphone. if they had a Porky Pig in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what happened to that Gremlins lips? Oh no, which one did he drink? Oh jeez. <laughs> Keeping that. <laughs> are those are those dice in his teeth? This is not okay, Mister Dante. I have worked with classically trained actors. I was Dracula. Get this racist gremlin away! From the man me. served in the I war. Shot. I killed man for the queen. You're not gonna put this mammy gremlin in front of me. Oh my god, M. Thank you so much for showing up. You're a little late, but that's okay. Oh, I, I fooled him. <laughs> My only M's intern. <laughs> Drat. You got me. Bamboozled again. You get... 
<laughs> Alex, what else did you watch? Uh, I was just going to let you guys cook. You guys enjoyed yourselves. <laughs> no, absolutely never apologize for cooking. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we're all here for. Uh, let's see, what else did I watch? Uh, just two more to talk about here. Um, so I watched the new Netflix slot, Extraction 2. Uh, I have seen the first Extraction movie. I remember very little of it, other than there was like a 15-minute one-shot sequence that gave me a headache. Uh, but it was, like, fine. It was serviceable. Chris Hemsworth is hot, as always. Uh, he kills a lot of people. Uh, they spend a lot of money on it. Um, first one is perfectly serviceable. Like, great thing to just have on in the background while you're doing something else. Because when the plot stuff happens, you can just walk away. Extraction 2 seems to have learned all of the correct lessons from Extraction 1. Because, in my opinion, the biggest flaw in Extraction 1 is the whole thing It's just, like, takes place in like some favela somewhere i don't even really remember what country it's in it's just like he's like trying to protect some drug lord son or something from some bad guys but it's you know a lot of what you expect to see when you see a movie that's like in the slums of some global south city where it's you know uh, a lot of stairwell chases like dudes getting thrown through walls that look obvious that somebody could be thrown through them like second story balconies like people running down crowded streets and, like we've all seen that a million times you get tired of it so when this movie starts, this second one starts, we get the five minute, like, you know, intro sequence to be like, hey, this is how he didn't die at the end of the first one. And here's how he's recovering. And now Idris Elba wants him to go do another job. And then we're just in a Russian prison. I'm like, all right, here we go. This is this is what I'm here for. And then we leave the Russian prison and we're on a train. And so the first two set pieces of this movie are just Russian prison followed by militants attacking a train with helicopters. And, uh, yeah, that's why I go to movies. This one's sick. Like, this movie is fucking great for exactly that. It is absurdly violent without being absurdly bloody. Uh, a lot of it looks like a fucking video game cutscene, but in a good way, just because, again, they do the 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 one-take gimmick for um, a lot of the action sequences, but it looks good. Um so, like, you know, the camera just flipping back and forth between people's faces as they're talking while, like, reloading or whatever, like, actually looks solid. Like, the camera movement's great. The technology that they're using for this is fantastic. The story here is pretty bare bones, but uh, you can just look at your phone when they're doing story stuff. It doesn't matter, because all of the action in this looks fucking sick. Parker, this is one million percent in your future. You will have oh, a great yeah. time with it. Next time you have people over, put this over when put this on when you start drinking. Everybody be locked in for forty minutes, and by the time your second or third drink starts hitting you, you'll uh, you'll be good because that's when the plot part starts. I'll it's uh, pins all that in for this coming Saturday. Then uh, it's one hundred percent, dude. And I people will be like, I haven't it. seen the first one, and you can be like, cool, it doesn't matter. But uh, that was me. That's why I didn't watch it because I have autism. Uh, like, well, I should watch them both. And I looked at her as like. That's a big ask. I don't. I don't yeah, have the chips. To, I don't have the chips to cash in to make this happen just yet. So we're gonna space this out. That's fair. Um, even if you just want to watch the first one by yourself at some point between now and then, so oh, you know yeah. the lore. Oh, I'll be ready to answer everyone's uh, questions. Which I'll just say. Uh, I don't know, man. I fell asleep. Like how fucking hot he is. I'll be like, yeah, I agree. And that's all you probably need. I uh, I don't totally understand why they're trying to make this a franchise, and especially if they are trying to make it a franchise why they decided to call the main character tyler rake but uh, oh jesus um <laughs> uh apparently Wait, Greg, gonna keep what are you these. doing here <laughs> uh if, if they if they just want this to be like fucking jason Bourne for zoomers like yeah i'm fine with that these are pretty good uh you can't really go wrong with this one i uh 
I really appreciated this. There's like seven helicopter explosions in this, by the way. They blow up so many helicopters. It's, that could just be your letterbox review. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It quite literally is. Oh, good. I tried to open it before the show. I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, yeah. I only open it before the show so I can remember the stuff that I watched. Fair. Uh, so anyway, after watching that, I'm just like dicking around on Twitter. And I see somebody say something to the extent of... Yeah, so the the one-take scenes in Extraction 2 are extremely good, but they have nothing on this movie called One Shot. And I'm like, well, what is One Shot? So I throw it into IMDb, and this is a movie that came out in 2021 where uh, Scott Atkins plays a Navy SEAL uh, who is uh, getting a prisoner out of a CIA black site run by everyone's fourth favorite lead in Cruel Intentions, Ryan Philippe. Uh boy <laughs> and then terrorists attack the camp and the entire movie is one shot um and it actually looks pretty good i was really impressed with this one uh the, like this is another movie that just has like you know your sloppy stock direct to dvd plot you know uh there's terrorists and there's uh there's one guy that has info about a bombing and you know the the CIA ladies trying to to get him out of the camp so she can properly interrogate him to stop the bomb. You know, you've seen these fucking movies. But, uh, movie starts with them landing on the helicopter to go get the guy. The terrorists attack, like, ten minutes later, and the entire fucking thing, all like, 97 minutes of it is one shot. And the way the camera moves back and forth between the groups looks fantastic. Um, I was really impressed in... Considering I can't imagine they spent more than a couple million dollars making this, because, again, it is a Scott Atkins starring vehicle. They typically don't get out the wallets for those. Uh, really, really enjoyable. On Hulu, if anyone's curious. Um, you get a, um, a lot of just dumb guy commentary, you know, post-9-11 bullshit. We find out that Ryan Philippe's wife was killed in the towers, and then, like, ten minutes later, as they're attacking, uh, a bunch of the guys get holed up in the building, and they find out that there's no way out, and one of them goes, Jesus, it's another Benghazi! Um, <laughs> you know, you get all, lots of dumb, schlocky lines like that. And then, like, ten minutes later, everybody starts getting low on ammo, and Scott Atkins has to go out and start CQCing people for 15 minutes. Yes. And, uh, you yes. get everything you want here. I had a fucking blast with this one. Um, strong recommend if you like Scott Atkins or directed DVD action movies or just want to see something with really cool camera work. Because uh, I obviously they didn't film the entire movie in one 97-minute shot, but I can't really see the camera breaks here, and I was trying. And uh, that's very impressive to me. Let's see. So, I clicked uh, on the director, uh, a man by the name of James Nunn who has done uh three scott atkins movies the marine five the marine six a shark movie and then here a uh, coming soon says one more shot with scott atkins and michael <laughs> jai white i will be there day one put that in a fathom event i'll be alone in that theater that's fine this is this is quality shit right so the here. whole thing I'm sounds like hardcore henry which i was assigned Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't mind well, Hardcore I mean, Henry. I thought Hardcore Henry was perfectly serviceable. That's the first person one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would fucking give me a headache. This, uh, I was, I was very, very happy with this one. Uh, and I think that is all that I watched this week. So, uh, Parker, what do you got for us? Okay, so they're called hypnotics, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and then they need to find Domino, who is the most powerful hypnotic. Is that yeah. does that sound yes. correct to you guys? That, I, that thought, is correct. I thought she was a lucky superhero from Deadpool too. Yeah, you would think that, wouldn't you? Sorry, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Parker, did See, you love like, it? I listened to y'all. I listened to y'all talk about this, and even despite that, for the first twenty minutes, I'm like, "It's pretty cool so far." And they just kind of kept going. Yeah. I'm like, All right, what do we do from here? And then an hour in, they just wipe his memory again. I'm like, "Oh fuck! Come on, <laughs> what do we? What do we do?" <laughs> um. Y'all covered everything because it's very forgettable. But big shout out to the big epic ending of the movie, being the child using her mind powers to murder all of the bad people, and then they just hug and the movie ends. It's incredibly sick. Uh, yeah, dumb as fuck. It looked. It starts pretty strong, and then the more they explain what's happening to, the more you're like, well, actually, I don't care about any of this. Right, yeah. Every five minutes, there's like an action scene, and then there's two people in the car going. So, anyways, as I was saying, they did an experiment. <laughs> Hypnotics can do this. I should be able to control this. You're like fucking fast forward. I don't care. Uh, real fucking stupid. Alex, I think he's just using his mind powers to convince us that it wasn't good. <laughs> I I didn't say it wasn't. Yeah. I didn't say it wasn't good. I said it was stupid. That's very different. You know how this show works. I'm glad you had a good time with it. I have to admit, I was a little bit bored with it. Um, it is extremely yeah. stupid, though. I think we can all agree. That was really, stupid. really stupid. Unbelievably dumb. Really thinks it's saying something, which yeah. <laughs> gives it a little, I little just bit of saying extra something? There. I mean, what the, government experimentation is bad, maybe. <laughs> I don't understand, if you're Ben Affleck, why you would know the release date of a movie that you have written and directed and been like, yeah, let's put out this within a week of this movie that I'm in that sucks that I just took to grab a check. Like, why? why As I was getting out yourself? of rehab and I needed a nice payday. <laughs> so uh, a movie that I probably would have never watched, unless, uh, you know, despite... Let me start over. A movie that I would have never watched because I don't watch shit like Steve Jobs or any of those movies... I'm not going to watch that fucking Tetris movie that you watched. Right, yeah. But I watched Blackberry solely because Glenn Howerton is like one of the stars of that movie. Mm-hmm. It was incredibly entertaining. I'm trying to see that. Because, uh, not to be that guy, but like I've been watching Always Sunny since season one. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've been on board since the very beginning. And I've always loved seeing uh, my beautiful babies. But all of them are bad and everything else. Ex- <laughs> yeah. Except this. Because he was put on this earth. He's old enough now to, like, realistically play a businessman who absolutely hates these fucking nerds who are... He just wants to make money. And all he does this whole movie is just, like, barely keep the anger at bay. And then have loud outbursts at these absolute fucking losers, including Jay Baruchel, who is the biggest loser on earth. So, he's, like, perfect for this movie. Um, Chris, you'll appreciate it, because, uh... The main character's best friend is kind of you in some ways. Uh oh. And by that I mean, um, like they show, oh, all the nerds are having a movie night. They're watching a movie. Oh, they're watching They Live. And then it's the <laughs> shoot bubble come and kick ass line. Yeah. And the guy just yells, You guys know they based Duke Nukem off this guy? I'm like, <laughs> all right, that's all right, yeah. fine. That's me. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> that's, that's me. <laughs> At one point, they're trying to find, uh, they need another programmer. And they're, like, standing on the other side of a glass mirror. And then the friend just, like, leans up against it and she yells, Hey, you should hire John Carmack. 
And there's a very long pregnant pause as uh, I'm just gonna call him Dennis. It's just like simmering with anger, and then he's the guy that made Doom. And he just loses his fucking mind. Okay, that is <laughs> that's all he has to listen to. These absolute fucking dweebs who just spent all day playing Mist. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get All right, I, I wouldn't fucking money. do that. That's that's a bit much. It would fucking come on. I, think, I mean that him being in this movie drew me to it, and it was a very pleasant surprise. But I just think it's insane that like this was the biggest thing, like in the world. You ask anyone under twenty, they've never heard of a BlackBerry. So that that also got me on board. This thing that was humongous, like. Millions and millions of millions of units. Every dickhead businessman in the world used one of these phones. They just don't exist anymore. A complete footnote, gone to history forever. So, uh, yeah, I had a really good time with this. I will not watch the fucking Hot Cheetos movie. Oh, no. I, I heard that. I heard it's really Tetris bad. The Tetris movie. I will not watch any of those things, but I had a really good time with this. Uh, what I'd not have a good time with is Scream 6. <laughs> I, uh, we knew in. he was going to do it. I. All of these movies are my beautiful children. I have literally grown up with them. Like, this is the current franchise that's still running that, like, came out when I was young and too scared to sit down and watch the whole thing. I've grown up with these movies. I think I'm fucking over the meta text of these movies. I think I'm sick of it. I don't know if it's the movie's fault or if my taste has just changed, but I. I cannot take any more scenes of two people be like. Ah, you do you know this piece of horror trivia? Ha, huh, I also know that. Wow, I guess you are cool. Like, fuck yourself. I cannot take it anymore. <laughs> I cannot deal with it. It makes my fucking skin crawl. Oh, I'm so relieved you hate this. And also, all four of them survive? <laughs> yeah. Are we fucking Are we fucking joking? I watched uh, two of see, them die. Two of see, them died on screen. You, see you see, you weren't expecting that, huh? You know. Play with your expectations. So, your expectations. I'm so goddamn mad. Oh, I bet you didn't see that coming. Ah, oh, see, we still got it. I was so fucking pissed. When at the end, they just roll in two stretches like, wow, hey, I figured out who the killer is. And I'm like, oh, fucking kill me instead. I, I hate this. I was hovering at like a two and a half, three stars. Like, look, like none of these jokes are working for me. It's whatever, but it's fine. And then as soon as they showed that both of their friends were alive, I, I turned on it. I was ready to flip my table. So goddamn mad. Hey, you, guys, movie, you guys think when Yellow Cyclone was watching this that happened and he stood up like Walton Goggins and yelled, I fucking knew it! <laughs> <laughs> and like, what the fucking opening scene? Like, this doesn't work when it's the sixth time. Yeah, I bet the celebrity that's not on the poster is going to die in this scene. Like, you got me, movie. Oh, this other character who's also not on the poster, he's going to die too? Crazy. How did I see that coming? It's almost like it's the sixth time we've opened with one of these kills. I don't know, man. I I ran out of patience quickly. Yeah, it's hard also, not to. Also, two hours. What are we doing? <laughs> it's, there's a world where this movie was equally as annoying, but like 95 minutes where I, I would have come out and been like fine with it. But... They really do wear on your patience when the only times you get to good scenes past, like, the 20-minute mark are when you're seeing shit you already saw in the trailer. And then the annoying friend comes back to talk about more horror movies and Letterbox. Oh, uh, dude, I, uh, I can't... I, I don't patronize still here. Movie. I've sat here still to watch here this. I watched <laughs> Scream 6. You know what I am. Don't fucking talk down to me. 
don't pat my head and be like, yeah, you know what these characters are talking about, don't you, Piggy? Yeah. I do. Thanks. Thanks for making that me feel character. like a fucking loser in my own house. <laughs> that fucking character is the only time I've ever watched a movie and been like, you know what? I would have rather seen Aquafina here. <laughs> Two characters trade back like surface level like, ah, do you recognize this? Ah, I like Freddy in this one. I like Jason in this one. And then oh. one of them looks at her and says, oh, game respect game. And oh. I stood up and went to the oh. kitchen. <laughs> I was fucking furious. <laughs> It is needed, <laughs> needed to be alone for a second. <laughs> it is amazing. This is going to be on the list in a couple years. No, it won't. absolutely, it is. It won't. It won't. You I'm, might as well just preach. I'm just, it, Chris. I'm just really happy that I can like deputize my intern to go out and wash these for me. <laughs> and again, like thirty minutes shorter, and be like, "Oh, this wasn't very good." But also, like, Scream Three fucking sucks too. Yeah. I just like it because it came out when it was, yeah. when I was like ten years old. Yeah. That movie, but no, this. After two hours, just to have the boy, what a crazy day! We're gonna be friends forever. Good thing I survived. <laughs> two ghost faces stabbed him at the same time, over and over. And then he's just on a stretcher, like, "Damn, you guys got him. That's great." And then his sister, who we watched get murdered on a subway car, rolls up, like, "Guys, you'll never believe what happened." <laughs> Fuck you! Like don't, it. don't. Piss on my face and tell me it's raining, Scream. How dare you? I like the idea that as he's on the stretch, he does like the thumbs up that NFL players do to show that they're uh, still... He's having a whole ass fucking conversation. He's just like, yeah, what a day. Uh, wow. Right. Note, note to self. Uh, <laughs> go on Twitter and tell people those two characters died of COVID. And, uh, they're getting the vaccine and uh, those were just replacements. <laughs> I wasn't even this mad while watching it. I just like slowly got more annoyed over time. Yep. But now reliving it is just making me furious. Yep. You can just go ahead and lower that another star while you're at it. I'm fucking gonna. I'm so pissed off right now. (laughs) The fucking four. Also, how many goddamn movies is Courtney Cox gonna live through? What the fuck (laughs) are we doing, dude? It's been 20 goddamn years. Can we kill Gale Sayers already? Holy guacamole, dude. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like I genuinely don't understand the perspective of like, oh, we have to have her back. One of my favorite characters. Friends was on before these people were born. Leave me that's... alone. No, but you don't understand, Chris. She has to be there so everybody can talk about how meta it would be if she died or didn't die. Because they do that like five different times. Okay, so now because, we're in a hey, requel. We know the... we're in a movie. Hearing a character in a movie describe their situation as being in a requel, and then someone asking what that is, and them having to explain what a reboot sequel is, makes me want to rip my own tongue out. I cannot, I cannot do it anymore. I cannot take the meta text. This isn't 1996. We know how movies work now. Leave me alone. Also, big shout out to them uh, lowballing Nev Campbell and her not coming back. So there being three different instances like, wow, I'm going to tell Sydney all about this. This is crazy, guys. So anyways, <laughs> <laughs> and they just brush right back. That's like the only part of that movie that I enjoyed. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I, I, just, I just got off the phone five minutes ago. Yeah, I let her know. She's not coming, though. I'll take care of it. It's me. Gail Sayers. Fuck, I'm getting heated. I'm getting so mad about this movie. This movie where when it was over, I was like, oh, that wasn't very good. But now I've slept on it for a week. I'm just sort of throwing hands. I'm so fucking mad. 
Uh, movie that did not make me mad is we had a bunch of people over and no one could pick anything, so I just put on Evil Dead 2013 hey, for a room of people who had never seen it and were not prepared for the, God, entire second hour? Because after like 30 minutes, it's just unrelenting. Man, that movie is really good. A movie that's not very good. Um, you know, you were talking earlier about how... Uh, what you don't like about Gremlins 2 is just all the fucking bits and references to other things. Well, someone put on Scary Movie 2. And, uh, <laughs> we got 20 minutes in and I just told everyone I'm going to bed and get the fuck out. I could not, I could not tolerate it. I didn't like that movie as a kid. Let me tell you, it ain't any better now. I, I just, I kept leaning in. I was like, uh, are we sure about this? And at one point... Someone leaned over and was like, hey, are you guys getting tired? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to bed. Everyone get your shoes on. Because <laughs> fuck, that movie sucks, dude. I don't that think I is. saw that one. I think I only saw the first one because the first one was on the list. <laughs> Man, I, I think I've seen the first four. <laughs> I'm sure I, I know I've seen one through three, but I haven't seen two in, God, 15, 20 I years. Seen two. I'm, I may have on seen Comedy two. Central. I may actually have seen it two. It is. So much worse than you remember, I promise. It, I think that's the one that starts in a the movie theater. No, oh. it should have been. It is nonstop bits, and let me tell you, the hit rate is real low. And I think that that's like the, from the same people who were like doing like disaster movie and date movie and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what got them started. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's. I think that's right. Where, where like a joke Get would be started. like it's it's like replacement jokes. It's not even like a joke. It's just like. How do I put this? Like, not a real joke, but a stunning recreation of a joke. It's just like, uh, oh, like yeah, so just like Scream Six. Yeah, it would be like William Shatner's in this. Four, the core four, Alex. They all I, made it. Aren't you happy? I'm gonna kill myself. Did you like how there's one interesting thing in the movie? Toys with is like, wow, she's the daughter of the killer from the first movie. She keeps having like these weird urges, and she seems to like enjoy murdering people. Don't worry, she threw the mask away. She's over it. Fuck you. <laughs> that would have been an actual sequel tease of like... Because she keeps having these like psychotic episodes where... CGI de-aged Billy Loomis is talking to her. Which isn't great. You don't love that. Yeah. But it's like actually teasing like a character with conflicting emotions. Because she's fucking crazy. And then she's just like... Nah, I'm going to hang out with my friends instead. I'm over it. You're like, great. Good note to end on. Can't wait to see the next one next year. Or the year after. I don't know. One of the two. Probably next year. (laughs) It's good. Nothing says quality like churning out a a script and movie in eight months. I'm sure it was already written before the strike. I I mean, honestly, a a fucking ChatGPT could write this movie. Give me a movie with seven twists, but then the twists all have twists. Alright, cool. We're done. Alright, let me just go to... How long is 120 pages? Let me go to page 10 here. Midsommar. All right, let me go to page 20 here. Um, Let's see. Hereditary. Yeah, no, it'll it'll come out normal. That's just how kids talk these days. They love talking about films. So you're (sighs) the rules are different. There aren't rules. They don't exist. Shut up. It's fine. Do we want to talk about? 
the best movie we've all seen all year? Yeah. Or do, uh, we, do we want to play a game? I think it's time to play a game. Yeah, let's play a game. game so I will, much. I will storm into... I have to pee, but I want to play the game first so I determine how angry it's going to be. Angry pee. Parker comes back from peeing in seven seconds. He's like, all right, I'm done. It's all out. <laughs> I, might, I might just pee on the wall next to me. Jeez, you, well, you learned... Cat pees in here. I was going to say, I? you learned too much from your dog. <laughs> <laughs> I just episode the ep- I just edited the episode where your dog peed all over the place. You're like you getting waves of this. <laughs> it turns out right. that's every episode now. <laughs> she does not like these ten hour shifts. Let me tell you. Yeah, I believe it. Do I. All right. So here's the thing, guys. Uh, we understand here at Real Dino Sex Appeal that we have an obligation to uh, you know talk about some uh, some let's call them contemporary movies that have come out, but uh, you know so, some of these burdens that have been placed on our plate in the past six to eight months or so just it's just it's too much for all of us so we we uh we decided to come up with a, a little burden sharing agreement here uh so how this is gonna work is uh there are three of us as you can tell and there are three movies uh called uh black adam <laughs> shazam 2 and the flash uh and one of us will be watching each of them but how we determine who watches which one uh, well, let's just get to that. Hey, uh, um, Parker, heads or tails? Oh, <laughs> this, huh? Decisions, decisions. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't remember this being a part of the discussion. Uh, tails. All right, it is tails. Uh, so you can set the order for this game. You can Ooh. set the order the three of us go in. Chris, Alex, me. Okay. All right, Chris, you're going to go first. Now, uh... There are, in front of you, there are three doors. <laughs> I know. God, fucking damn it! Oh. Uh, Chris, would you like pick? Would you like to pick door number one, door number two, or door number three? I was really hoping it would be door number four. <laughs> like everywhere for door number three. I want door number one. Okay. I'm going to reveal what's behind door number three. <laughs> <laughs> behind door number three is Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Ooh. Would you like to switch from door one to door two or no? No. Okay. So Chris has Black Adam. Yes! Uh, you said I go second? Yes. I am going to steal Black Adam from Chris. <laughs> I am going to protect it with my life. What the hell? Pick again. I'm holding on to Black Adam. You can't make it a process. You fucking do. I didn't set the order. I steal it back. Hey, Chris, would you, uh... Would you like, uh, uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods or the mystery movie behind door number two? matter uh number two please all right so i open door number two and it is the flash (laughs) parker it is your turn (laughs) i would like to watch black adam (laughs) can i steal it from you okay so parker steals black adam from me uh this is hard Look, one of us has an AMC movie pass. It's not this guy. I, I, I really, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, all right, I'll take the flash from Chris. 
<laughs> and I would like to steal Black Adam from <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Shazam Fury of the Jods. <laughs> oh, good. If I have the fucking AMC one, then we can just talk about them all next week. Hell yeah. That's the plan. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't really like how this worked out for me, you guys. <laughs> nope. It's all fun and games until you sit down and watch a two hour Shazam movie. <laughs> This game Chris was a lot better when I was just gonna find a way to watch the one I wanted to watch. <laughs> Chris, if it's any consolation, I will probably also watch Shazam. Well, if it's any consolation, I'll probably also it. watch Black. If I could stay awake, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it back to back. Yeah. Man, I'm very right. excited yeah. about this endeavor. We've all decided to take for no reason. God, we suck. Why do we do this? <laughs> A five-minute conversation pouring that just starts with, hey, wouldn't it be funny if it turns into us all ruining our weekends for no fucking reason? Uh, that's what we're here for. Absolutely. Uh, I, I guess without further ado, let's talk about the king of the kickboxers. <laughs> A.K.A. No Retreat, No Surrender 4. A.K.A. I already forgot what the other one was. Karate Tiger Fire. <laughs> the fact that it's just all four no retreat, no surrenders, but also kickboxer is so fucking funny. What an incredible bit. It begins with a kickboxing match, which I think is quite apposite for this movie because they do a lot of it. I want to talk about the kid photographer who's uh, ringside, and he is bouncing around like the creative fan in Madden. You know, he, he looks like one of the background characters in uh, Space Jam: A New Legacy because he's just going, like, ah, 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 yeah, kick him, Tommy, come on, get him. And uh, his, I guess that was his brother. His brother wins. He is the king of the kickboxers. And uh, before the movie can end, and then the credits roll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> before the movie can end, uh, I don't know if you guys have been to Bangkok, but they take a tuk tuk. Uh, it's like one of those uh, really shitty. Uh, <laughs> it's like one of those really shitty taxis. Oh, my my life just flashed before my eyes. <laughs> Holy shit! Like, you know, in like old cartoons, when somebody pushes somebody around in a wheelbarrow, yeah. it's kind of like that, but in reverse. It's basically like that. Tuk tuks are notoriously like don't. Sorry, ever I just take imagine those. Bugs Bunny driving it, and it's not pretty. <laughs> oh no! If Porky Pig was driving <laughs> it, then you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I kind of dress like. Uh, Apu the monkey yeah. in being honest. I just wear this hat to protect from the heat <laughs> anyway <laughs> think about that guy in the subway wearing that uh, hat <laughs> anyway. he just kept saying so sorry I don't know what his deal was that's <laughs> very nice apparently this is a very honorable tuk tuk anyway uh... <laughs> anyway <laughs> Uh, don't ever take a tuk-tuk if you go to Bangkok. Uh, because, and it turns out that uh, they fucked up getting that one because uh, the king of the kickboxers gets fucking shot to death. And uh, the kid photographer is like, No! That's my brother! And uh, he gets a shit kicked out of him by Billy Blanks. Who, uh, he has uh, a signature move uh, that I will, I'm not able to demonstrate because I'm not wearing my kicking pants. But basically, you hold down then for like two seconds, they press up and A and B at the same time. And he jumps and he slams both his feet against your ears. <laughs> really? <laughs> this is just like the instant concussion move. It's yeah. so sick. He uses like, this I'm... three times in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
so good. <laughs> we gotta talk about the delivery in this movie. Because... Watching this fucking, watching his brother getting beat to death in front of a campfire for uh, <laughs> uh, for not throwing the kickboxing match yeah. is his reason was good. my opponent was too bad, so I had to win the title. <laughs> Billy Blake's the big bad of this movie delivers all of his lines phonetically. It sounds like <laughs> you shouldn't have won the fight tonight, and you won't win this one. He Great, really does sound like that. No, no take two. Perfect. It, it reminds me of the uh, the. The fucking woman in Miami Vice that uh, didn't speak English and was uh, right, just yeah. talking how she thought everything was supposed to sound, <laughs> except this is somebody that is a native English speaker. <laughs> well, I've seen in several of these movies yeah. that has never sounded like this. It is kind of weird to call this a white guy karate movie when one of the most prominent stars is actually black, but uh, it's but it's he's a doing mindset. white guy karate. Yeah. Like yeah, I, it I is mean, true. Yeah, it's a, it's a fighting style. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of jumping kicks that don't really make sense. Yeah. Where like they jump and then it cuts to a different angle because you yeah. physically can't do that. That's the thing. I kind of want to talk about one of the uh, the aspects of this movie that stood out to me because it was so odd is the fight choreography. There's a whole lot of punch and it makes contact with someone a pause and then their like chin goes up like that so like they're not even like fake oh i punch him in the face you know like kind of like uh wwe does that where they just stomp and pretend like that was the impact it's there's like a slight delay where oh i kicked him in the ribs and he has to go ooh like that it's it's definitely bad but i was noticing something kind of surprisingly good while i was watching it a lot not all but a lot of the camera work in here is like pretty decent it feels like it's really yeah, good. <laughs> it feels like this movie had a budget and they put it all into like we're going to use interesting camera angles and they're going to communicate a lot. Sometimes the boom mic's going to be in there, but don't worry about it. And no money was spent on direction because how could you let your actors deliver their lines like this? And and at one point coming up soon, make your actors do this silly shit and say no, we're going for that. Uh, and I'm just saying, I'm very thankful that they did, because better movie as a result. It honestly, it almost, the whole movie, again, and again, this is starring two people who are native English speakers. Mm-hmm. It feels like when you're watching, like, a dubbed martial arts movie. Yeah. And, like, like they spent, like, $50 on somebody to come in and read the lines over somebody else's mouth. Except it actually lines up with the mouth, because these people are just saying things like that. And the sound effects that they make when they're fighting literally sound like what you'd hear in, like, an early 90s arcade cabinet. Where somebody gets punched, <laughs> and you just hear them go, <laughs> I kind of love that, though. All right. it's, I do, yeah. I do. It's like, like I, I don't know how much was a choice and how much was incompetence, but it all feels like a choice because it is aping this specific style that we here at Real Dino Sex Appeal love unconditionally. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, so the kid de- oh, no, he doesn't die. He grows up to be an undercover cop and this fucking opening scene, you guys. The faces <laughs> that Jake Donahue is making. These are going to stick with did me. Did not for know a while. his name. I had to look it up. He goes to uh, the drop or wherever he's going to like, you know, trade his uh, money for cocaine. The guy has the same haircut that Brian Bosworth does, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank, you. thank you, thank <laughs> you. 
And he, first of all, Jake, our hero, is wearing sunglasses and says, Hey, man, I I did short you a couple dollars because I'm a fucking cop. And they're like, ah, you must be joking to have that kind of plan in mind. And he says, here's my badge and here's my fucking wire. <laughs> he just tears it off, which right off the bat just ruined the case, I guess. And then he spin kicks a whole bunch of people <laughs> and uh, takes their gun away and says the SWAT team to the wrong building. Reason unexplained. Uh, he gets a he, then he gets chewed out by uh, his superior, who you know, like they they do this in all the, like the cop movies. They have like the the yelling uh, cop boss who says, "I want your badger guard again." This guy is shrieking. This guy is really really pissed <laughs> off, and he has good reason to be so. But uh, this is when I realized that a lot of the lines of dialogue they don't really seem to follow each other. Like uh, I, I think one of the lines is just something like. Uh, why'd you have to tear your uh why'd you have to tear your your wire off and the guy says hey i get the job done and uh <laughs> and his chief is like yeah now they're alleging police brutality and jake goes they're going away for a long time it's like there probably should have been something to connect those two lines you know <laughs> it's like we watched you burn his face with a space heater we saw yeah, it can we talk about the line in there it's like does that hurt huh Good. <laughs> he tells him like, "Hey, you really fucked up in there." Nah, I didn't. Hey, you might go to prison for police brutality. Yeah, but he's going to jail. I'm sending you to Thailand. All right. <laughs> and his first thought is, "I don't want to go to Thailand," which no one's ever actually said Thailand owns, dude. And he's like, "Fine, I'll watch these stupid fucking tapes they puts in." And uh, apparently these were like No Retreat, No Surrender 3 that he uh, puts in there. Uh, this is just, just a bunch of other white guy karate movies. So I think we can all relate to Jake in this moment. And I guess while watching, it's just like, hey, that bl- uh, person, he kicked the shit out of me and killed my brother. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that he has to sit in this police office and watch karate snuff films before being sent to Thailand. <laughs> extremely good. By the way, I... Because the, the entire reason they're making these movies is because a film crew is paying Billy Blanks to beat people to death on camera. <laughs> By the way, a couple of those movies are on the list, so I've seen them. <laughs> those are the better ones. <laughs> He's just... Also, like, this takes place a decade later, so for a decade, Billy Blanks has just been beating people to death in Thailand. <laughs> He's skirting the rules of the Kumite. Alright, so uh, he decides... He he actually screams really, really loud. Then calls his boss and says, (laughs) Yeah, I'll go to fucking Bangkok. His boss just calls him like, Hey, actually, I am AU, right? Ixnay and all that. You don't have to go. He's like, No! I have to! He hangs up and just goes, Oh! And then just cuts to the next scene. It's really good. There is so much fucking yelling in this movie. (laughs) Alright, so he goes to Bangkok and he meets his contact. Uh, His contact is played by a very old man uh, who's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. And uh, already I respect him for that. The the guy says, okay, so here's my plan. We go do like this. The guy's like, how about we go with my fucking plan, stupid asshole idiot bitch? And the guy's like, I... (laughs) I, why am I even here? Why Why would you not listen to me? The guy's like, I get the job done! And uh, the guy's like, okay, fine, whatever. I, I, Jake actually says so. I wrote this line. This is the only line I actually wrote down. He says, don't do a cloak and dagger. This really... Alex, you were right. This does feel like a dumped movie. 
<laughs> I don't know what don't do a cloak and dagger means, but <laughs> also Fucking speaking of yelling, the way so Jake gets up and uh, walks away from him. The way the guy yells Jake after him is so strange. It's so I can't recreate it. It's so bizarre. It doesn't feel like he's asking him to come back. It's like he said, Jake, Jake. <laughs> I'm like, what in the world is wrong with this guy? All right. Everyone in this movie talks like a parasite just took over and is trying to learn how to be human. Everyone in this movie has a Las Plagas in him. <laughs> They're all fucking Edgar from Men in Black. No one knows how to move or talk normally. Okay, I'll fight the guy with the knives. An American can't win. What? You're American? That's yeah. That's the thing that was kind of getting me. It's like, what the fuck? All right, so uh, he. I wish someone would karate kick Joey Chestnut to death. <laughs> Piece of shit. Okay, so uh, we we see our first behind the scenes, uh, the filming of uh, the movie within the movie. See, one of the things I kind of like about movies is when a movie is about movies, and this is one of those. This is about cinema. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this and the Fablemans right next to each other. <laughs> Spielberg wishes. Spielberg fucking wishes, dude. So the guy with a mustache and the overalls uh, gets uh, kicked to death by Billy (laughs) Plagues. I have to say, um, so this is 1990. This is when all of the slashers are just being cut to shit by the MPAA. Mm -hmm. This death is so grisly. (laughs) It's one of the most violent things I've ever seen. He beats this man half to death, sticks a fucking hook in his neck, and attaches him to a crane. Do you think maybe... I would rather die the way anyone died in Scream 6 than die like this? Do you think maybe oh, Billy so Blake... not die at all. Yeah. Correct. Do you think like maybe Billy Blake's get too into the role for this one? <laughs> it's like the fucking Shadow of a Vampire where he's actually Nosferatu. <laughs> Billy Blake's just actually a serial killer making fake movies. Yeah. All right. Uh, this after after Billy Blanks, uh, how do I put it? Wins in the movie, I guess. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. His name in this movie is Khan. Oh, sorry. After Khan, yes. no last name. Yeah, Khan. Just Khan. It's like Madonna. All right. So after Khan wins, he gets his pick of the litter. He gets his own woman uh, to. And uh, very cool. This we is don't love that. Yeah, this is where we get our female lead, who as you can tell, doesn't really want to be in Thailand or in this movie. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) She is able to escape with a a really cunning strategy of saying, oh, I'm going to take a shower, and then she just leaves. (laughs) (laughs) I I will be clean for you. (laughs) Okay. All right, fine, whatever. I really enjoyed thinking about details when I get out of the shower. <laughs> I, oh my god, we're gonna have so much sex. Just give me like fifteen minutes. Oh, I'm yeah, gonna be clean. I gotta go find my USB cable. <laughs> like she's like, I'm gonna take a shower first. She's like, You're white, but you know their customs. Like taking a shower before you get sex. <laughs> And then she just cheeses it out the window. Yeah, the thing is, Khan should have used lateral thinking in order to get her to come out of the shower. (laughs) So anyway. (laughs) That's for nobody. I love that. That's one of my favorite fucking things. 
things. <laughs> it kills me every time. It, the amount of times in my life that I've told somebody to think laterally when that person had no idea what I was talking about is easily in the hundreds. Exactly. I'm not even kidding. Anyway. It's just in my lexicon forever because of some dipshit on an internet forum a dozen years ago. Anyway, uh, so she just leaves, and this means Billy, sorry, Con. Con blanks, I'm gonna call it. Con starts screaming like everyone else does in the movie. Get out of the shower! <laughs> Don't worry, Con. You will always be walking with the nine rivers. <laughs> you know, I, I was reminded when I was seeing him, I, I was reminded of the guy from Congo. Do not eat my sesame cakes! <laughs> That's a pull. That is a really deep pull. Yeah, but you remember it. Anyway, so she escapes. Yeah, she escapes into the night. And uh, what happens? I think at this point she comes across. uh, Oh, yeah, she's running and like he gets his. Khan gets his army of kickboxers to go after her uh, because he really wants to rape her. And uh, he really. Yeah, yeah, he really does send the foot clan after her (laughs) down the streets of Thailand. Also, this movie being cheap owns because, like, the first half hour of this movie, all of the shots are just in New York at night. Yeah. There's, like, no set. It's just walking through downtown New York and walking through Thailand lit only by the buildings and lights. So, like, oh, this looks cool on accident. Right, yeah. If they actually had money, this movie would look twice as bad. See... Uh, and then yeah, he sends a Foot Clan dude. Yeah, anyway, so our our hero uh, Jake uh, saves her. I think though, and correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't he say something before he saves her? Like, boy, you guys are gonna have to leave room for me or something. Be like, what you want? Come on, man. I thought we were supposed to like you. <laughs> Wouldn't she just run from you after after you save her or something? Anyway, he spin kicks them He's, because there's a lot of spin kicks. He says some shit like, "Yeah, I might go in second or third and yeah, just kicks like him that. in the face. It's like, "Hey, thank you, but hey, also what?" Yeah, guys, he's undercover. <laughs> oh go. right, yeah, that's right. he's undercover as a gang rapist. Anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> I mean, that's how you infiltrate yeah. their circle. <laughs> anyway, he saves her and uh, using his cop powers, he's able to find. A, you know, you're a nice girl, and uh, maybe you got mixed up in some bad stuff, and you thought maybe you could be a model, maybe even an actress here. And uh, she's kind of just looking at him, and the most, you can read the boredom on her face as she's like looking at him, and she's like, all right, what are you here for? He's like, I'm looking for someone. And he doesn't tell her, which would be weird, because she'd be like, that guy was just in my hotel room, it was really awkward, please go up there and spin kick him too. And uh, instead he decides... I just like, whoever this girl's agent is, I really want to get into modeling. I have a great shoot. It's in <laughs> Thailand. You definitely... You don't... Just pack light. You won't need a change of clothes. No, it's fine. They'll it's actually pronounced Kumite. So it's going to be fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they'll be waiting for you at the airport. Don't worry, lady. They'll be there. Oh, man. All right. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, he decides that instead of spin kicking the bad guy because got to pat out the runtime somehow, he decides he's going to ruin a whole bunch of kickboxers' day by going to one of like those big public ones they have in the middle of nowhere. I went to one of them. And uh, saying, I'm American, I'm better than you. And he just spin kicks a whole bunch of their lackeys. And until the teacher says, please go away. <laughs> That's how he gathers intel. He just walks to another country and goes, which you fucking losers can fight me. <laughs> and then fights three of them. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's literally like, Hey, man, could you go? We don't do that here. <laughs> and you just kind of leave. See, that's that's the thing that kind of got me about this. I was really reminded of uh, Kickboxer, uh, which I guess is uh, Tiger Karate 3. He, uh, 
he kind of feels like Jackson in this one. You know, he is that asshole American that was going to, which turns out this is a Hong Kong, uh, U.S. co-production. So this feels like the Hong Kong side being fucking Americans, you know. I did like his, uh, his denim jacket, Parker. You should wear that denim jacket with, like, the fucking oh, rays hanging dude, off the, the sleeves. The fringes? <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding oh, me? Holy shit. I want it. So why, are you try, why are you trying to get Parker beat to death in a parking lot? <laughs> did you, you know what? It's going to happen sooner or later. Yeah. Did, did you see, you've talked to me. You know how this goes. Did you see the patch on his, on his breast that said, America, USA? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Just walking into a bar with a fringed <laughs> denim jacket, a 10-gallon hat. <laughs> Yes, sir. I, it is the most in my life I've ever been reminded of the time I was in line for a ride at Universal Studios Singapore, and the guy in front of me was wearing a t-shirt that just said New York on it, and a hat that said Boston on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing both sides, so I come out on top. Yeah. Yellow Cyclone, what are you doing all the way out here? <laughs> you know, Parker, that's... Uh, I knew I'd see you here. There's a thing that gets me, it's like his fucking denim jacket, again, with the fringe sleeves and everything, that's not even how Americans dress, that's how ice skaters pretending to be American dress <laughs> he has real blades of glory energy honestly <laughs> exactly he's about to come skate to some fucking garth brooks song dude can you imagine if you find like the original jacket on ebay somewhere i would buy that a fucking heartbeat 100 <laughs> percent. he had a good hawaiian shirt too when he first landed i was like fuck that actually looks sick dude, I would wear the that. director the evil director's fit yeah that guy yeah. he's got to oh, figure yeah, it out yeah that guy was fucking face Anyway, so uh, he he just leaves. Fucking <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So uh, so Jake's just walking around, and I think a, in a Thai junkyard, and he comes across. It's a guy. I don't remember what the guy's name is. He kind of has like a square head. Master Asia. No, no. Before <laughs> that, before him, he has like a, kind of like a square head. He kind of looks like blocky, and uh, he actually kicks the shit out of Jake and says, "You need to trade harder if you want to beat Khan." And this is the first time that uh, Jake has ever been kicked. Well, I guess technically second time he's ever been kicked before. And uh, <laughs> and he's like, oh, I guess I have to seek out, and you call him Master Asia. I'm going to call him Ty Yoda because it's... <laughs> <laughs> like I said. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's exactly what he's doing. He's doing like the drunken master stuff, and uh, it's not even the master part. He's just drunken, and uh, Jake goes there. <laughs> a monkey steals his passport, so he has to go back. <laughs> this movie is like, oh, we need to go find the one man to almost beat Khan. He just finds a, an alcoholic and a monkey. <laughs> Why didn't we watch this a year ago? What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> it turns out the uh, master Yoda. Sorry. Uh, Asia Thai has a, a dark backstory. He also had the thing where he fell to Khan's special move where he jumps in the air and does the, the feet against the ears thing. <laughs> so we have to train specifically to beat this. Like, I'll just duck. <laughs> You'll be fine. So actually, I was looking up the trivia and the top note on here, which is not tremendously surprising, is that Khan, the character played by Billy Planks, was the direct inspiration for DJ in Super Street Fighter 2, a game that stinks. I, he doesn't have that special I'm move sure, in there. That, that would be great. I'm sure they think that's what happened, but I doubt that's what happened. Yeah, do you know why they watched our movie they liked it so much they made a character? I, no, yeah. probably not. All right, so uh, he decides, you know what? This guy seems to know what he's doing because uh, he helps beat up a bunch of uh, Foot Clan guys. And... Uh, he decides he will train Jake, and thus begins a very... Well, yeah, because he, like, sets up a fake robber yeah. like he's fucking Jesse Smollett to, like, yeah. prove that he's a real fighter. <laughs> Jesse Smollett! Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Ah, actually, I was pretending to get mugged. You can join me and my monkey. <laughs> oh my god. This is Thailand country. <laughs> wow, this subway is real good out here, huh, man? I, I fucking loved how he, he said, why did you do that? And he said, I had to test your power. Which, uh, they need to say that in more white guy karate movies. Okay, that's, if you have that line in there, then you know you're in good shape. Because we established, like, this is the only man who ever came close to beating Khan. And then we get the flashback. He's just the shit beat out of him. He's like, yeah, and then I lived in shame forever. All right, let's go kick some trees. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the real name of this character, who we will not call him, is Prang. Uh, just Yeah, I don't have the that mental capacity That actually more racist than what we were already saying. Exactly. Honestly. So before they go to bed, there's another line I thought was worth mentioning. Is, uh, Jake says, you touch me in the night and I'll kill you. And the uh, preg says, sorry, uh, Master Asia says, the monkey loves that kind of talk. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this movie, not dubbed over. Right, this is a real, what? just the way that it is. So, uh... Thus begins the training sequence. This is the next uh, 35 minutes of the movie, it seems. Holy Jesus. There yeah. is... So this came out, I think, two years after uh, uh, Bloodsport. And my goodness, there's a lot of forcing Jake to do the splits in here. <laughs> uh, also, having him just kick things that... I, I guess the idea is it'll toughen up your bones. Or Parker, I didn't do anything of, like this. Did you guys ever have to just kick a wooden pole wrapped in, in rope? Yeah, what, what belt is that, yeah. Parker? <laughs> I didn't make it that far, yeah. let me tell you. By the way, speaking of belts, I my PlayStation scene we kind of gloss over at the beginning of the movie is uh, Billy Blanks grabs the guy's championship belt and snaps it. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's that. really that's good. Really good. <laughs> uh, you should do that with the anytime fucking they bring a wrestling title belt to a football game. Right, yeah. <laughs> Some defensive linemen should just break yeah. it. So anyway, Jake, turns out Jake really sucks at training. I don't know how he got any good at kickboxing, but uh, he's just bad at it. He can't do anything right. And Master Asia's like, hmm, I have a strategy. He invites over the girl before. And by the way, these people have no sexual chemistry whatsoever. And uh, she's like, hey, I heard you've been training hard, big boy. And he's just like, <laughs> wow, thank you for coming to help me. And... Uh, she gets in the hot tub with him, and I guess they fuck, and now all of a sudden he is inspired to train harder. <laughs> that is how it works. Though, Unfortunately, that is true, yes. Thank you. Uh, I didn't like that the monkey watching me and Mae West fuck each other. I'm ready to fight. I'm ready for some karate. Anyway, he decides, uh, wait, what's the, what's the lie? He says something that's like, uh, all right, how many men do I have to fight? And uh, Ty Yoda says, how many do you want? <laughs> And uh, <laughs> enters him in uh, Akumite, which he uh, proceeds to win. And uh, then he gets noticed by uh, the really oily guy who's constantly like, hmm. Like, he's like fingering a wine glass and like he has a woman on his arm the entire movie. And uh, he's just like, hmm, proceed, you can be in my real movie. And <laughs> this got like, like, you know, we, we joke about people in this movie not having any acting ability. This is literally just some old British guy they found in an expat bar. This really, right. he does kind of feel like they could have put him in Christopher Lee's role in Kremlins too, you know? Like I, this guy, this guy isn't the guy that went to go save those kids trapped in the, uh, in the cave, but he like probably <laughs> drinks down the bar from him. <laughs> and then they there go to this high comet ping pong together. Right. Yeah. There was definitely a conversation like, 
Does anyone know anyone <laughs> who could get John Waters here? No. All right, let's go right, scope yeah, exactly. out the bar. Man, when John let's Waters turns it down. Jeez, that's they probably cool. hired some uh, locals. <laughs> oh, what are you here for? Oh, just a bit of tourism. Yeah. What are you here for? You want to be in a movie? No, not that movie. A different movie. No, unfortunately, this one's real. It's about those movies. Though. <laughs> it's the full embodiment of the term "sex resident." Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, he, uh, I, can we, Parker? Can we talk about the masks that they wear in this climactic oh, scene? My God, dude! <laughs> I, I'm ready to talk about this scene for 45 minutes. Exactly. By the way, this is the greatest scene of anything I've ever seen in my life. Let's start with the scenery. Just the because a lot of these uh, fight movies, it's just like they're fighting in a dojo or just like a mat or something like that. It's just a line on the ground. You stay on that side, you stay on that side. We blow the whistle, you cross. This is like, uh, what was that professional tag lead that they had that's like Israeli or something? <laughs> it, it looks like a kabaddi. It looks like kabaddi. <laughs> the Israeli tag league is really intense though. The, the, the only thing that I can think of to describe this setup is if you've ever been to, uh, any of the Universal Studios, and they have this stupid-ass Waterworld thing that they've been doing for, like, 40 years, where it's just a stunt show of people getting thrown six stories into the ocean. It's like that with a giant bamboo cage around it. <laughs> yeah, when they're like, hey, you want to be in a movie? And then they take them on a boat to a secret bamboo cage. I was so happy I could start crying. Because, <laughs> again, I could have been watching The Flash instead. There are so many places where, like, you can jump, you can run, you can duck, you can do all these different sorts. It's like an adult discovery zone, you know? And, and also, it's just surrounded by a bunch of tribal villagers with spears. It's right, yeah. Don't, yeah, don't... don't try to escape the cage match because the villagers have spears. <laughs> Unfortunately, Jake, you only have one half pendant of life, so you better win in there. Exactly. The temple guard's gonna get you. Uh. <laughs> should, should we talk about the fact that they make him canoe into the arena? I, well, that's <laughs> actually standard. That actually, you know, that's not out of the order. That's all you have to practice. Not in these movies, it's not. <laughs> hey, was, hey, how long's the final cut? 75. Let's give this man a boat. They, <laughs> they, it's not enough to just dress the man up like a dragon. They do that. And then they make him paddle a canoe into this place that's full of bad guys. Yeah, dude. When he walks out dressed like that dragon, yeah. it reminded me any time I played Tekken Seven online and I'd see someone's fighter and go, "Oh fuck this! No, no, I'm out. I'm about to get walked." By the way, the line that he says to, uh, to uh, Ty Yoda and uh, the girl whose name, by the way, was Molly. Uh, he says, I'll "Take your word for it." He says, "I would love to say, but I've got places to go, people to see, and a captain who's going to kill me." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> oh fuck, that's right. His captain yeah. just shows up like. Hey, surprise! I'm in Thailand on business. Okay, all right, Ding. phone call would have worked. So, uh, are they? Do they're all watching this uh, competition? They they get to watch the final round of the Coop. Oh, sorry, this uh, Thai snuff movie. And uh, the, the guy, the evil <laughs> British guy with a cigar, the wine glass, and boy, he's really got three arms this whole time. It's like proceed, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Thus they do. They bring in Billy Blanks, a.k.a. Khan, who's also wearing one of those masks. And... It's, I mean, in this scene, like, he beats up, like, I don't know, 20 lackeys, like, running around on a bunch of fucking Mario platforms. Yeah. And the whole time he's just saying, like, hey, wow, this seems really real. I don't think this is a movie yeah. at all. Oops, but, like, I didn't mean to hit him the... so hard. But, like, genuinely the delivery is so bad that you can't tell if he's aware that it's a setup or if he's just 
playing into the undercover cop role. Yeah, that's a good I point. I have no yeah. fucking clue. I've watched you this remember? movie three times. I have no idea. <laughs> like, hey, you know why you were sitting here, right? Yeah, you were supposed to, like, investigate these movies where people died. <laughs> Whoa, this guy hit me for real! <laughs> what? You know what kind of gets me about it is, I really feel like that actor is trying and no one has told him, like, oh, it sounds weird when you do that. What are you doing? <laughs> They're just like, no, nope, uh, one is, cut uh, is enough. It's, it's speaking as somebody that's seen, like, five of the dude's movies, he's normally a bad actor, but not this bad. This is extremely <laughs> hey, embellished. You say bad. Hey, director, I love this. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking at the lines for today. Uh, last night I memorized them, and today it just says... Kia. What happened to my dialogue? <laughs> Is everything okay? Like, I'll fix it in post. Yeah. Get, get a Harrison Ford voiceover to describe the plot. <laughs> Alright, so he, uh, <laughs> this is, this is the one where it's like, one of the lines is like, Thai proverb says, success comes through pain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hard work. <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, he, 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 uh, he kicks the shit out of, uh, Billy Blanks and says, uh, what do you say? So it's like, this is for my brother. This is for... What else does he say? It's, it's for a bunch of things, right? Does it, it's like, oh, yeah, because Billy Blake just shows up with a burlap sack like, hey, I killed your teacher. He's like, yeah. oh, damn, that sucks. Damn, damn, oh, landfill in America. He, he, he says, I, I looked it up, he says, this is this is for Molly, this is for Prang, this is for my brother, and this is... The, it's for the life you stole from me, you bastard! <laughs> Which does kind of feel like a throwaway from an anime or something. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I, I know that, you know, it doesn't do much justice to a movie for us to sit here on a podcast and describe fight scenes, but uh, this fight scene is genuinely one of the best fight scenes in anything that I've ever <laughs> seen. And it caps this moronic fucking movie. Like, this is the kind of movie that you're watching, it's like, alright, there's a bunch of kickboxing, there's a monkey... There's uh, a lot of really cheesy acting and sound effects. This is, like, in the three-and-a-half-star bucket. And then this fight happens, it's like, oh, no, no. This is getting at least another full star. Because this looks so fucking good. And, like, yeah, there's points where you see people pull punches and stuff. But there's a lot of just running and flying kicks in spots where it's just not possible to be a cut. It's like, goddamn, you guys worked at this. Like, good for you. Yeah, it's fucking fight rules. Uh, it ends with his heroic uh, 80s anime dub speech where he's like, ah, good friends, goody. Good God bless <laughs> <laughs> and then the police show up with rocket launcher. <laughs> it's one of the <laughs> biggest <laughs> explosions I've ever seen. And instead of doing like the whole running away from the explosion, he kisses Molly in front of it. <laughs> Uh, also, <laughs> worth, worth noting for the listeners, uh, during this entire fight, Molly is tied up in a net at the top of the fucking giant bamboo Right, cage. oh yeah, I forgot about that, yeah, she, <laughs> that looked like the, when she got, like, yoinked up in the net the first time, that looked like it hurt her, it really looked like the actress was not ready for it. <laughs> it was a real, we'll go on three, one, what? oh, see, it was genuine, that's filmmaking, that's how we do things here in Thailand. Also, you better read those lines or we're just going to fucking leave you here when the shoot's over, lady. So get in there and kiss yeah. Jake. <laughs> As the Thai police come in and fire multiple rockets. And then the movie just ends. <laughs> it's so good. I don't, I don't understand how an open cage made of bamboo creates a fucking explosion <laughs> that big. <laughs> they send... 
fucking Spartans to blow it up. <laughs> like, one lighter's gonna light this whole thing up, and they find, like, it'd be funny enough if it was some dude with a rocket launcher. All of this money went to those costumes and all of those rockets. It's... They blew this thing to hell. Also, worth noting, when the, uh, I guess they're the police, but it seems more like they're the army show up. There's definitely a dude in a motorcycle sidecar with a bazooka. <laughs> Excuse me. I want, a, I want a movie about that guy. Demolitions here. Do you think it's going to be like the Wallace and Gromit thing where like the, the sidecar detaches and becomes a plane? <laughs> well, weird. It says next episode... Peabody Mr. Sherman at the Kumite. <laughs> I actually have an idea for our next episode, even though we're we're just going to do the trio of DC movies. Uh, oh, I mean, that's so not the did. episode by itself. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh okay. Yeah. All right. In that case, one, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it stars Jesse the Body Ventura. This is called... Sold. <laughs> this is called uh, Galaxian... Wait, is it called Galaxian? Hang on. I added oh, this buddy. somewhere. I've, I've never seen this movie, but I'm very excited to, because I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I I saw it... No, sorry, it's Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe. I think someone else plays Galaxian. Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe, also has someone playing Dar, apparently. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jim Belushi's in it for like a split second. Damn! <laughs> I uh, apparently this is like you know the letterbox reviews are all really really low which I I'm happy about uh this looks good uh rips off the terminator that's what I'm happy to hear um oh it's a it's a high-minded sci-fi vehicle for Jesse the Body Ventura and Arnold Schwarzenegger's stunt double hell yes (laughs) okay uh we love to see that quote in case you weren't already in the quote there's no more hiding, no more running. Just you, me, and the anti-life equation. I'd love <laughs> yeah. to hear that. Ninety minutes for a Braxis Guardian. This sounds. This sounds fantastic. <laughs> you look at the poster. It's just it's fucking Jesse Ventura's bald ass head, uh, and one eye is shooting a laser beam at a prism. <laughs> Oh, don't tell me he has eye lasers. You can't just tell me that. <laughs> oh, fuck me. I mean, this... That looks like he has eye lasers. An alien policeman comes to Earth to hunt down a renegade of his own race. Oh. <laughs> uh, that took a turn. <laughs> oh, I don't know why I said race like that. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> Yo, uh, Alex, I just right. I just peeped when you edited your watch list. Are you not going to tell us about TC2, TC2000? Parker oh, already gosh. talked about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, never mind. It's okay. real yeah. good. <laughs> it is. I, really good. I, I assume when we're ready for more Billy Blanks, that's in our future. Oh, that does, in fact, say Bolo Young in there. All right, that's going on the watch list. <laughs> oh, it sure there does. <laughs> that's, that's a good one right there. Yeah. Oh, no! ah! And that's the T, sis.